What's going on? I'm Painter Sharpless. You're listening to Locked On Ole Miss. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. BuiltBar.com promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. Ladies and gentlemen, I've done it. You can do it too. You like to have delicious yet filling and healthy foods? Sure. I think we all like that, Painter. Very good. So, we'll take a brief reprieve from our Beyond Enemy Line series. We'll pick that up with Florida soon. Let's examine something that, for now, has faded, and that is something that involves Lane Kiffin, obviously. And it's his hiring of DJ Durkin. And I will be a bit critical here. To be frank, I'll, I'll be critical. But I am also trying to do this in good faith. And so let's unpack some of what we remember and what we've got documented that happened at Maryland. Let's talk some about what happens next. Since in many ways, I mean, this feels like the hiring that Lane Kiffin did a few months back when he was assembling the staff. Pretty much anything pre-COVID does feel like a time that's almost unfamiliar, even though it really wasn't that long ago. So it's not my place to say someone shouldn't have a chance to work again. That's something that I think as a society we could be better about. And I know there's a lot of opinion about cancel culture And look, there are some positive things about cancel culture, and that may not be a popular sentiment, but there's a lot about it that's kind of seedy and also seems self-serving. And I do feel like that can outweigh a lot of what I view as the general positive of at least people being held accountable. You know, like when you think about cancel culture, it definitely doesn't have a positive connotation to it, but I don't think the act of holding people accountable is one that is often fun, especially people who are often in influential positions, powerful positions, whatever. So you can say people make mistakes, and that is true, but it's not a simple mistake when someone loses their life. When a family loses a loved one, in particular when parents lose a child, and a child that was their young man that you were telling them at one point, we will support and foster, and I don't mean foster and like, you know, bringing them into the family, but in a way, like that's the pitch coaches make, right? We hear all, we hear this all the time. Coaches and the father figure and the leadership, and you know, those things can be true. But it's when things like this happen that I I remember. Hey, you guys are the ones making the pitch to us publicly and privately to players and parents that your father figures and that you will treat them like your own children, and so. As we get into the details and remember some of what happened as Jordan McNair died at the hands of DJ Durkin's leadership, you know, you can quarrel with how much of the blame he deserves and we'll get there. But nonetheless, if you're the boss or if you're the whatever CEO, CFO, and you've got a board meeting, like you may not be directly responsible for things going poorly, but people are going to be looking at you. People are going to be asking questions. And when things go well, what are you going to do? You're going to take the credit. So that's not new to anybody. That seems sort of preachy, Painter. But I think we should lay the groundwork for expectations that if you're in charge, even if you're not directly involved, you're going to get some of the blame. And Durkin was there. So 
it's hard to say he didn't have a hand in it in some way, on top of the fact that, of course, he's the boss. So again, people do make mistakes, but this is not something that I think you can simply chalk up to a mistake. Additionally, the culture of Maryland, the culture again created and led via DJ Durkin, was one that left multiple players feeling like it wasn't appropriate, or at least it wasn't helpful. And it's one thing to have that opinion if you feel like you've been emotionally cut out or you're not being supported by people who told you they'd support you in one form or fashion. Perhaps you're just disgruntled because you're not. Like, it could be sometimes as simple as person is person A is unhappy about the way things unfolded. But again, like, we're not talking about playing time when we talk about Jordan McNair. We're talking about someone and the players who spoke out. Like, remember, they're talking about a teammate who died. It is also, not unlike the civil unrest we faced, actions are going to matter much more here. Because right now, we are simply assuming that DJ Durkin has learned a tremendous lesson, probably lessons plural, and that Kiffin has co-signed that he believes Durkin has learned from what we can call a mistake. But again, as I mentioned at the beginning, like this does feel like more than just a mistake when someone has died someone that you promised to nurture and help develop as a person and player, and certainly that you promised to keep safe. So this brings us back to the part where coaches talk about being father figures and leaders to young men, and that it is a part of their pitch, and it is a part of what they tell us, media members, you fans who listen and, and tune into press conferences and hang tight on every word. It's a part of their pitch in living rooms, to families, to the players themselves that they'll be leaders to those young men, that they will serve in some way a parental role of guidance and discipline and encouragement. And I think likely those words are often genuine, that the staff who works with the players and the head coach who hired them will take on the role of a parent or father figure while their child goes off to school or while they at least momentarily bring that child into the program. So parents are trusting them with, in this case, their son's future. But in the present, their safety. They're saying, here's the most valuable possession that we have in the world. We're going to give him up for a few years while he is in the process of becoming an adult and figuring himself out. And we're saying, we expect you to take his talents and his skills and his imperfections and everything that goes on with the confusion of being a young man and trying to find your place in the world and make his future better. Build those strengths and talents and skills. That's all future-based, though. In the present, they want them to be safe. That didn't happen. And you can say, well, that's just one person. Justifying this just kind of gets gross. And again, it's complex because Durkin wasn't the only one there. And we'll get into that momentarily. And so then it partially becomes, well, how much is he to blame and how much of this is a cultural thing? But that leads us to the vetting process. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know the deal. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I can't get enough of it. You won't either. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your first order. What are you waiting for? Do you want Nutty flavors? Do you want non-nutty flavors? There's a lot to go with. They're making it easy on you. You don't have to leave. You don't even have to get up. 
Use your phone, use your tablet, use your laptop. I don't care. Just go to BuiltBar.com with promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you won't regret it. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That leads us to the vetting process. And undoubtedly, it was one where Ole Miss would search for pitfalls and certainly potential PR flare-ups. But in a time where we shout about injustices, rightfully so, we also typically move on from them with ease. Of course, Dirk and Tyre raised eyebrows. And then... We mostly moved on as he lost his head coaching job and was publicly shamed on a national level. Now, though, for him, and to some extent Kiffin, but certainly for Durkin, there's no room for error. And I don't expect another player, God, I hope not, I don't expect another person to die while Durkin's around on the field. But he'll undoubtedly need to be above reproach even when it's how he addresses players. And to some extent, we're seeing this in a very different way in real time as Dabo Sweeney and other coaches, Sweeney certainly, I think because of his prominence and his success and a particular incident recently and wearing the shirt. Honestly, it's a lot of things now that I think about it, but the interactions that players and the power that players have is going to influence the way these coaches see and interact with these young men. I will say there could be something admirable about Kiffin giving someone a second chance. Like we all do love a good second chance story, the buildup, the tearing down the hero's journey, and then they learn their lessons. But the problem with this hero's journey is that regardless of how much blame you put on Durkin, again, he was the boss. And so he will always be associated with the death of Jordan McNair. Kiffin is not alone in believing that, at minimum, Durkin is a good position coach and coordinator. Does that matter? Definitely, it does. Skill and value will allow for a greater willingness to forgive, or at least to forget. We see this in a number of areas, whether it's the business world or professional sports. Value will certainly allow people to let you back in. And again, if not grant you some sort of forgiveness, push past the thing that makes us uncomfortable. And it's not insignificant that Kiffin rebranded his own career after being publicly humiliated by Southern Cal, albeit for much different reasons. The idea that he wasn't winning enough games, that is certainly a different reason to be left on a tarmac and publicly humiliated, have people taking shots at you than, you know, what people were taking shots at Durkin for. Still, this should be less about how much of a PR hit Ole Miss can endure. And I'll be curious to see when, if ever, we hear from Durkin if he mentions this or if he's asked about it, how he'll approach it. But I want to see him truly own those stains and failures. And again, most of that will have to come as a result of his actions. So here's a timeline. Maryland fired head coach DJ Durkin on Halloween of 2018. That was a day after reinstating him from a suspension that lasted through fall camp and eight regular season games. Durkin's firing stems from a player's death, Jordan McNair and two subsequent, excuse me, subsequent investigations. 
one into the circumstances around that death, the other into the culture of Durkin's program. Redshirt freshman offensive lineman Jordan McNair died June 13th, two weeks after he struggled to recover during a team workout that involved a series of 110-yard sprints. McNair's family announced the cause of his death was heat stroke. The consequences of this led to the school parting ways with top strength coach Rick Court. And then after some pushing and pulling, eventually Durkin was fired after two plus seasons. McNair collapsed at a team workout on May 29th. He died two weeks later, as I mentioned, of heat stroke, according to his family. An external review found that Maryland made mistakes in treating and diagnosing McNair when he fell ill. Medical staff did not take McNair's temperature or check his vital signs. His reported body temperature upon checking into the hospital was 106 degrees. 911 was called at 5.57 p.m. The day he collapsed, that's more than an hour after the sprints. An ambulance arrived with first responders at 6.02. Paramedics arrived at 6.08 and McNair arrived at Washington Adventist Hospital in Tacoma Park at 6.36. He was airlifted to a trauma center in Baltimore later that night. Head coach DJ Durkin was at the workout. And let me give credit to ESPN and a Maryland blog, Testudo Times, for the reporting and timeline that were involved in what I'm saying. It took 34 minutes after McNair started showing symptoms for the medical staff to remove him from the field, 67 minutes to call 911, and 99 minutes before he left in an ambulance. Durkin was on the field for the workout but not involved in the medical treatment of McNair. Multiple players said that one Maryland athletic trainer yelled some variation of, quote, drag his ass across the field while McNair was struggling. So, of course, Maryland launched an investigation and ESPN reported that it had a toxic culture. Eventually, Maryland placed Durkin on administrative leave. A university-hired team interviewed more than 100 people connected to the program and put together a nearly 200-page report about the culture Durkin built. The investigators said the Maryland football team did not have a, quote, toxic culture, but it did have a culture where problems festered because too many players feared speaking out. They described some weird and unsettling events that Durkin and Rick Court, the top strength coach, were closely aligned on, and that the head coach did not exercise oversight over a strength coach who crossed lines. Still, the report didn't find that Maryland's culture contributed to McNair's death, despite finding that players became too scared to speak out. Eventually, public backlash that included criticism from the state's governor and other political leaders catalyzed the firing after Maryland reinstated Durkin on October 30th, only to fire him on Halloween. For some context, the McNair family called on Durkin's firing for months. Quote, he shouldn't be able to work with anybody else's kid. You send your kid away to college for them to be developed into young people. That's physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I've given my child to you. Keep him safe. They did anything but that. Of course, he should be fired. That, quite frankly, is uncomfortable. And for those of you listening who might be parents, putting yourself in that mindset is probably easy to do. And the anger and resentment, I'm not sure if it goes away, but God knows it must be unbearable. And I don't, again, know if it gets better, or at least if you learn to live with it. So steering away from the more emotional element 
And I did that because I do think it's important, one, to respect Jordan McNair, two, to remember that there is some gray area about just how involved Durkin was in this as he isn't medical staff, and that as the boss, as the leader, as the head coach, regardless of all that, you're going to come under criticism because you're in charge. And on top of that, there were people that were willing to say, hey, we felt uncomfortable enough about what was going on that we wanted to say something but didn't. So let's move back into how this impacts Ole Miss. There are a number of coaches who have trusted Durkin. It remains to be seen if parents will, but as a reminder, Durkin has worked for Urban Meyer at Florida and before that at Bowling Green for Jim Harbaugh at Stanford and Michigan for Tyrone Willingham at Notre Dame. I don't know how much that means to some of you, but Notre Dame's in there, so whatever. And for Will Muschamp at Florida. Muschamp retained Durkin from Meyer's staff and promoted him to defensive coordinator. This is what Ole Miss Athletic Director Keith Carter had to say because, of course, when they hired Durkin, he required a statement. Quote, as part of our standard vetting process for all hires, the university conducted a thorough background check on Coach Durkin. We connected with several highly respected college football coaches, administrators, and school officials about their experience working with them. So that's been a long way of saying we'll find out. And that's a pretty boring conclusion to come to. But again, there's some gray area here for me anyway. I know there's probably people out there saying, look, man, you shouldn't get a second chance. And I don't blame those people. If Jordan McNair's parents were in front of me right now and they said that, how could I argue against it? But he's getting that second chance. And he's fortunate. Let's hear from DJ Durkin at some point. And I know he's probably desperate to not have to think about it and certainly not to have to talk about it. God, who would want to talk about it anymore? Whether it's on a personal level, because I would hope that that is one of, if not the most painful thing he's experienced. I hope he's empathetic to the family and friends and teammates of Jordan McNair. And certainly as he establishes relationships with these players and helps build the culture in Oxford, he's above reproach in everything he does. But when you get a second chance like this, it only seems fair. I'll end by saying this. I'm not calling for DJ Durkin to in any way not have this job. I'm not saying that Kiffin or Carter made some grand mistake. Again, I will admit there is some level of uncomfort I have with this, but generally I'm for second chances. Would I feel that way if the McNair family were staring me in the face? Kind of leaning towards no. Regardless, he's getting that chance. And this is what I think Ole Miss fans should expect. No tolerance. He should be helping. He should have learned an immense amount. He ought to be one of the best coaches on your staff in a number of ways. And if he's not, he's not worth it. I'd like to think as an Ole Miss fan, you're very proud of the school you went to and or the school you support. And that, of course, very much includes athletics. And in the Southeastern Conference and in this part of the country, most notably, probably with the exception of like Kentucky, especially means culturally football. Like that is a big outlet and a big point of pride. If you're all in on giving someone a second chance, that's commendable in many ways. But remember that point of pride you have with your school and your football team and what it represents. And it represents partially, just a little bit, you. I want to see DJ Durkin be a reason moving forward for listeners of this program and for fans of Ole Miss to be proud of how he leads, mentors, as we so often hear. This is, to me, certainly more about how he impacts them and their futures than it is just football, and certainly that he would be a part of keeping them safe. And he can show this. For some people, it will never, there will be nothing that's enough. But he has that second opportunity, and his actions can certainly convey what he's learned. 
and it will take time. And again, some people are just never going to be here for it. Can't worry about that. And it starts this year. It's already started. But Ole Miss fans, hold him accountable. Make sure he's making you proud. Make sure he's making the program and the players that are in the program better. It will never erase what happened to Jordan McNair, but that doesn't mean it can't be an opportunity to learn from it. A little bit more serious of a show today, but I felt an important time to discuss an important piece of Ole Miss's staff and the Ole Miss program. I'll be watching. I know a lot of you will also as they foster a new culture under Lane Kiffin. More Locked on Ole Miss coming your way soon. It'll be easy. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.